Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with the season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. This is Paris. Hey everyone. So today we have Nikki and Brie Bella. Hi girls. Hey. hey. <laughs> this is my favorite episode so far. It hasn't even started. <laughs> I, I just want to start this off by saying, I think Nikki, were, were you talking recently about going to uh, Modesto to, to see Artem perform or something? Cause that, yeah. that's the cutest story I've ever heard. I know Aww. you just told it on your podcast, but Paris is going through the whole Paris in Love uh, experience right now, which is a show as well as I think her actual life. It's pretty close to reality <laughs> right now. Um, can you just tell this story? Because I think it's such a cute example of being a mom and being a really, really great wife. Oh, you're not so a sweet. wife yet. Uh yeah, I know we're but thinking about much. it, but but close. Yes, <laughs> right. So Artem just did his Dancing with the Stars tour, and I felt really bad because they had a show in Santa Rosa that was like about an hour away from where we live in wine country, and I couldn't make it because we're really strict, Brie and myself, we're very strict with nap times and bedtimes with the babies and her little girl, and we just really like to stay on routine, and Artem feels the same way, and he was having his last show of the tour that has been going on since December, and 
I felt really bad that I hadn't made a show yet and I hadn't, you know, supported him in that way. And I knew that he had this dream of like Mateo being there, our son, and having him on stage. But Artem's so sweet. He's totally like, I know it doesn't work, so it's fine. You know, he'll he'll never complain about it. So I was like, oh, okay, it's a two o'clock show. It's two hours away. I'm just going to like surprise him. So literally when Mateo wakes up that morning, I pack up the car and I'm like, we're just going to go drive. So we drive and it was cute because I really wanted to try to like surprise him, surprise him, like where we just run right into him. And I was trying to get like hints of where he was at. And it's like coffee and tea spot. I'm like, okay, I mean, there could be a gazillion, but then it's Modesto. It's a small town. Sure enough, like right when I'm about to make a right, I almost actually hit him in a crosswalk. And then he has an O face and Gleb has an O face. Sounds about right. And I have an O face. And then it was cute because I rolled down the window and he ran over to Mateo. And then Mateo was so shocked to see his dad. And I was telling my sister, it was really weird because it kind of gave me the feeling of like when you get proposed to, you know how you have that nervous feeling, like you kind of are shaking and you're like, why am I shaking? Like I've known this person for a long time. And I got that same like feeling when I surprised him. But then it was so cute because we just um, he loved the show. Mateo loved the show. Oh, my God. He loved seeing the women dance, like especially when they did the sexy dance. He just couldn't stop looking at him. And Artem kept bringing him on stage. And, and it was really cute. And I could tell he's still just so on he's cloud on nine. He's on a high. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cute. My husband and I love your fiance. He actually taught us our first dance for our wedding. And he wow. was just so sweet and such like a nice person and so talented. And tell him thank Aww. you for teaching us because I'm like the worst dancer in the world. <laughs> no, I will. No, I loved that. I remember when he told me and I was like, because I love Andrea Michelle, too, because Brie and I have worked with Andrea Michelle for a really long time. And I remember when they reached out to Artem and then Artem had so much fun and he loved you and your husband and isn't he just such a good teacher he really is like yeah just such an amazing dance now was he strict at all because sometimes i feel like he can get that real like serious demeanor when he's teaching and you're like okay like i'm not (laughs) a russian yeah it's like he you know you're afraid to almost mess up was he like that with you guys no he wasn't strict he was pretty chill yeah who was the better (laughs) dancer out of the two of you you or carter um, probably Carter because he like did that flash dance at the wedding as well. And he's like, actually, he did more dance lessons for that than, than we did for our first wedding dance because my schedule was out of control. So we literally had only one like rehearsal for the wedding dance when usually I hear the couples do it like 10 times or something. <laughs> Were you so nervous to do that? Yes. Like, I was yeah. freaking out, but I wore the perfect dress that looked like a Cinderella dress. So it was like mm-hmm. so like long and like princessy that I was like, if I just spin around and like look pretty, it'll be fine. So that <laughs> yeah. was really helpful. I, I feel I, like I'm going to like there's going to be such a high expectation for my first dance because of Artem. Yeah. That oh, yeah. they're going to like expect, you know, some world championship style dance and uh, this waltz that's going to be unreal. And I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh. But be honest, you're going to expect that from yourself. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah. <laughs> Are you perfectionist? Both of oh, you? I'm definitely not. I feel like I'm kind of like my sister is, which is, you know, the interesting thing about being twins is um, even though we're identical twins, we come from one egg. We couldn't be more different, but yet we're best Mm. friends. It's like, isn't it weird how she always says the one egg thing? 
I mean, she'll always but say we come from the same egg. But you know what it is? I guess because of science and stuff, I'm always fascinated when I look at an egg and I'm like, whoa, like Nicole and I were that egg that split. That's like weird to me when I think about it and I look at us. It's a perfect example of you guys being split from one egg being totally different is one of you likes saying one egg and the other one's like, why are you saying one yeah, egg all the she time? She's like <laughs> grossed out. But we're like night and day. So it's really funny because she's definitely the perfectionist and I'm just so easygoing. I'm just kind of like whatever happens happens and if it doesn't go well then you know i tried or you know what oh well yeah totally it's like my sister and i we're not twins but it's like i feel like we are in certain ways but we're complete opposites like i would be night and nikki would be day (laughs) yeah you'd be night really well because i'm a night owl so like oh yeah yeah yeah. like i'm more of a nighttime person and nikki's more yeah day um but yeah, I always wished that I had an identical twin. I think that would be so much fun. Oh, it's so fun. It is. It, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, I mean, you kind of were just born to have a best friend. I mean, you know, it's crazy when you think about Nicole and I, we never experienced the first day of school alone. We never went to school mm. parties alone. Like, we really didn't do anything. We always had each other's support. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what made us strong and confident at a young age because we always just had each other. And I mean, look at, we were a tag team in WWE. We do business together. I think we're just a tag team in life in general. Like we go walking with our kids every day, but um, we we always feel blessed. Now, the one interesting thing is that we don't know what it's like to be individual. So sometimes like when we talk to people, we're like, you know, we've never experienced just being known as one. We're always known as the twins, the girls, and, and kind of always looked at as one. So it's kind of interesting for us because we're always like, Sometimes you and I will be like, I wonder what it would be like if we weren't a twin. Yeah. You know, I don't want to imagine that. I, well, I mean, neither <laughs> do I. And, but I'm saying, like, you know, because yeah. we're used to sharing everything, the attention, all of it. Right. Was no, there ever that moment where you guys were like, oh, I wish I didn't have a twin? Like when you were an angsty teenager? Oh, yeah. Oh, Brie. Brie, huh? Oh, yeah. Was there that moment <laughs> for you? Well, my mom said I would always say it when I was young. Like I would always, when I'd get mad, I'd be like, I don't want to be a twin anymore. <laughs> and, um, and so, but so anytime mean. I think, you know, siblings fight. And I think like anyone, you're always like, I wish you weren't my sibling or I wish you weren't my twin. But I don't know, when, Paris, were you ever like that with Nikki? I couldn't imagine not having my sister. That's why when I have kids one day, I definitely want to have at least like two girls because I just can't imagine. I don't know. My sister is my best friend and I tell her everything and there's no one I'm closer with. And I I just don't, I think it'd be so hard to not have that in my life because she's like part of me. Yeah. See, and I do agree with that. Like, do you ever speak like that about me? By the way, (laughs) because yes, I would like that. Yes, at night when I'm praying. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, in your prayers, where no one can hear. When no one can hear. No, I'm very vocal, like about that with you. Which is why I do. We don't. Okay. Do you guys hug? Like, are you guys comfortable hugging each other? My sister and I. Yeah. Yeah. So my family. Bree and I are you guys. We're so awkward. We're like the side huggers, only with each other. Everyone else, we get it's these so big Italian hugs. and we hug everyone. I mean, Hunter, I probably right when I met you at the Nickelodeon thing, I probably walked up and hugged you. Like I, I we hug about everyone. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to her and I, we never do like a big hug. We're always like from the side, like awkward, which is weird. It's so weird. It's as if we 
had a one night stand and like you you know that awkwardness <laughs> you have with someone and when you see him again you're like oh my gosh you and i get that awkward when it comes to hugging okay it's by the way i've never thought that actually. yeah i like how you get weirded out by referencing an egg and then you're like it's as if we had a one night stand you and i yeah, that's, that's the awkwardness <laughs> <laughs> that is so my sister yeah I my mean, i'm uh i'm one year apart from my brother and we both have like face full of beard and we hug each other like full we'll like neck on each other's like thing as a Aww. joke on each other's traps just to make the hug as tight as possible That's um, really cute. wow yeah why don't you guys hug each other when's the last time you guys did a two-arm hug for each other Maybe in the wrestling ring <laughs> when we won. <laughs> no, we did one recently when I got good ratings for AGT Extreme. That was oh, the first I did time you we you gave me a big hug. And I remember thinking in my head, wow, that's the first time I think she's given me a big hug in years. Wow. wow. I, yeah. Yeah. You need to hug more. <laughs> I know, I know, right? What's wrong? We need to go to a therapist and figure yeah, there's this out. There's some deep <laughs> issues. Yeah. When we wrap this, I might know a, a few. <laughs> yeah, I think our audience probably a lot of people listening with their siblings. I think Nikki and Paris are obviously like a shining example of siblings who are best friends, and so are you too. But there's so many people where no matter how close you are, there's still this like weird thing that keeps you from like treating the other person maybe like you want to, like the love right. you want to show for them. You're like. Yeah, but you're my brother, so I'm not going to say that or do yeah. that thing. But I do love you that much, and yeah. So that's that, I, like, unconditional love. Well, you know, it was weird because, like, I have one kid, and Brie has two, and I get, always get asked, like, are you going to have another baby? And Brie, what was it? Some One time someone said to you, you don't need to have another one because you're either going to give Birdie her best friend for life or her enemy for well, life, right? No, what, yeah, because I was trying I was to... Like, wow, maybe I'll stick with one. Yeah, I was trying to have a second kid for... And I only had been trying like eight or ten months. And so I went to a fertility doctor just to talk about some stuff. Like, you know, the first one was easy. What's happening with this? But um, he's like, you really want to bring an enemy in for your child? And I'm like, what? What? That's so weird for yeah. a doctor to say that. A right? fertility doctor of all <laughs> yeah. doctors. Yeah. And I kind of was like, oh my gosh. She's like, they're going to be compared the rest of their life. They might not even like each other. I mean, I got, I walked out of there. You sure the doctor didn't like hate their job? Maybe. <laughs> but I actually did walk out of there thinking, I guess I am good with one. Right? You remember? I, yeah. And then, then, I don't know, six months later, I got pregnant without knowing. But like, <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. But I'm like. Does Nicole look at me as her enemy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is Paris. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. 
the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you guys ever fight when you were teenagers? Like, did you guys have like the same taste in guys and then like you'd fight over them or are you guys like like opposite guys? So we loved opposite guys. That's I was good. into the skater boys, musicians. She was into the jocks. Anyone we dated, it was like, ew, ew. And like, <laughs> we were so in love. Like, we're definitely the girls who love hard and fall hard in love quickly. Yeah. But um, we would fight. I mean, honestly, when I look at our childhood, I'm like, we were wrestlers in the making. Yeah. We, our fighting wasn't age. normal for, I, I, <laughs> I know people who witnessed us fighting or heard about us fighting, they're like, that's, yeah, that's aggressive. That's not normal. <laughs> My gosh. But we grew up in an, an aggressive household. So I think that's why. I mean, we, she hit me with a brush so hard on my cheek, it snapped in half. A wooden brush. Like a hairbrush. Almost, yeah, broke my cheekbone. Um, <sighs> all right, let's not bring up my, <laughs> let's bring up yours too. <laughs> no, I'll never forget that. Away. Yeah, I had like a golf ball. Like my cheek was so swollen, looked like a golf ball was hanging off. 
Um, yeah. Did Ooh. you learn a lesson from that at all? Yeah. Oh, did, hell no. I couldn't wait learn? for the next fight. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh she gosh. thinks this is the end of it. Literally. So you, you love the fighting. Yeah, we kind of have loved the fighting since we've been young. Yeah. But there was definitely a remember the time when we were in, gosh, probably like maybe right She's when we like got out of college. No, yeah. <laughs> when we were in our late 30s. No. Um, where I remember where it all kind of just stopped for you and I. And I was like, yeah. wow, we matured. I'm yeah, like, finally. finally. Like we can have a decent conversation. We I don't feel have like to it was it twenty, out. like around twenty five or a little older, when we stopped physically fighting each other. No, it, it was definitely before that. Okay, maybe like twenty three. Sorry, Brie, off a few years. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh my <laughs> so god, we're about to see another fight. Jesus, yeah. honestly, you are. But I, you know, it's weird because my husband, when we started dating, I thought it was very normal how my sister and I would act with each other and how we'd speak to each other when we got mad, and he was very quick to let me know that's not normal like you guys mm. literally chop each other's heads off and say the meanest things and then five minutes later you guys are asking each other go get a cup of coffee he's like i'm so confused how you guys run life together because his family they're all so nice to each other and like if they want to diss each other they keep it in their head they don't ever say it out loud yeah but we her and i realized we had to work on that because we, we were did. like we, we hit below the belt do you guys do that with your siblings like we Bree and I will hit below the belt. It's yeah. messed They're up. probably like, no, we don't do that. No. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. See, did you this is fight? why we're wrestlers. Paris, did you ever fight with Nikki like that? Like, did you, was it more screaming or were you guys pulling hair? Um. Yeah, I think every sister, like siblings always, not always, but we fight sometimes. Like, I don't know. I'd like borrow her clothes and like not tell her. And she would like get so pissed off. And <laughs> she like pulled my hair before, but. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and my brother were never physical with each other, but also I had to get better about being like, hey, this is how I feel about this. Because I we were like, don't say things unless you want to get into a fight. Like, don't like, because it just led to that. Like two boys really similar in age, it would be, and we were just trained so hard by my parents to not fight each other. So now we've gotten to an age where it's like, hey, man, this is how it's making me feel. I feel like we have a super healthy relationship now, but it wasn't always the case. Yeah. See, I love that. And I feel like her and I, too. And I think, too, her and I became extremely spiritual. And we also started to realize, like, how we had to we had to understand that we were very different, even though we're twins. And we had to respect each other's opinions and ideas because sometimes we'll get one has an idea and the other one would quickly be like no 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 like this or something mm. even though you're not meaning that because we do all ma majority of all our businesses are together inside outside of the ring and right. so that's we had to really start to learn like okay let each other speak yeah. let each other share that idea like we really had to teach ourselves that in our later 20s, which is a little embarrassing. But, you know, any time, any age, you should be able to start to tra change or transition some way. And we did. And it did make us have a healthier and more successful relationship mm -hmm. in business and in the ring, everything. Yeah. Because there's times we get in fights and arguments out in the ring. Like oh, we're yeah. literally in a match and we could be yelling at each other. <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys remember Dusty Rhodes. He was this icon wrestler and he would always be like the damn Bella twins they might be super close but it seems like they hate each other <laughs> and we were like gosh if people can notice that that's not a good thing <laughs> how did you get into well. wrestling like like what so, how did that all happen 
So it was crazy because WWE was on a search for female wrestlers. And I saw that. And, you know, we didn't watch wrestling growing up, but my sister and I worked at Hooters right when we turned 18. Because we're like, listen, we need to make some money. And Hooters is the spot. (laughs) And so we became Hooter girls and they would show the WWE pay-per-views once a month. And it'd be like sold out. And we'd be sitting there just watching. And I was really impressed about the way wrestling would tell a story with athletics. So it was like they're being Mm -hmm. physical, but then they're these larger than life characters. I'm like, well, this is like adult playtime. This is really cool. So when I saw a couple years later that they were on the search, I was like, Nicole, this is for us. We were soccer players growing up. Mm -hmm. We always thought we were the Spice Girls and would lip sync for all our family's boxing parties. I'm like, you and I love entertainment and athletics. I think WWEs are calling. I mean, that's crazy, right, to think that? And sure enough, we went there. They weren't looking for twins. They never had twins. I don't oh, think no, no, no. But, but so we go, Brie tells me about this, and I'm like, okay. And I was about to go play pro soccer in Italy. So at this point, because the women's league here in the U.S. had just folded, and so I was like, okay, so... I'm not playing here, and my college coach was trying to get me to Italy because Bree and I are half Mexican, half Italian, and he's like, we could, you know, do great things with you there, think you'd be great there. So she brings wrestling to me, and I'm like, wrestling? The stuff we'd watch at Hooters? I'm like, no way. Like, I just remember certain things I saw, and she's like, just go watch Monday Night Raw. So I remember watching, and then I just, like Bree said, I fell in love with um, the athleticism and the character work. But then we show up for what she tells me is a tryout. So Bree and I in her head think, okay, we are going to go fight people. Like, that must be how you try out for this. So we have our jeans and our tank tops on. We weren't even, I don't think, wearing makeup. No, our hair was still, like, wet and ponies. It was awful. I know, awful. So we walk up, and people are in, like, go-go outfits. And I just remember looking at Bree like, what did you get me into? Like, what did I just leave soccer for? And then, like, we get on stage and I just start getting dissed. Like, will you, would you ever get fake boobs? Um, You need to change this about yourself. Like, and I just remember thinking, like, what the? So actually, we started to, like, go at it for real with the people, which they liked, right? That's in their industry called cutting promos. I was like, well, look at you. Like, yeah. (laughs) All this and... Game over. Then we ended up falling in love once we got first into the ring. Yeah. And, you know, it was crazy because we started, we went to McDonough, Georgia, and then we went to Tampa, Florida before we went to television. But it was really like love at first sight Mm -hmm. for Nicole and I and our whole family. Bump bump at first sight. Bump at first sight. Yeah. But our whole family, (laughs) when we told them, we're like, so we're going to move to Tampa, Florida to become professional wrestlers. Our whole family was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) And we packed up our car and drove across country and we were making peanuts weekly and just the grind was really, really hard. And you didn't even know if you were going to make it. And um, when we got the call that they wanted us to debut on SmackDown on Friday night, SmackDown, we were just like, whoa, like we're going to maybe hit this big. Yeah. And then from there, the rest is history. It's like our brand. We just kept growing the first identical or first twin girls to be in WWE to have her debut. And then quickly, my sister and I just started to understand how to brand ourselves and how that Vince kind of gives you the keys to the truck, but you got to drive the truck. We started to Mm. quickly realize like, you got to really move and push this yourself. And so her and I were quickly like on it to brainstorm and start to really create our brand with WWE. Mm -hmm. Wow. Was it a, the fandom is intense. I got to imagine as yeah. twin, the first twins 
females, stunning and also just remarkably good. The fandom must have been so intense. You were some of the, you were the most famous people in the entire organization for a very long time. Is that a lot to handle? Like, how do you deal with that level of fame? Because I know Paris has obviously dealt with a lot of fame, but oh, yeah. she's not subjecting herself to stadiums night after night of these people who are, you know, trying to like grab you on the way in to to tell you how much they love you. Yeah, I mean. It was crazy. I'll never forget when we were in London, Nicole and I wanted to be tourists around the London Bridge and all of a sudden everyone was like freaking out. The Bella Twins, but Bella Twins. And we're like, what? Like we're wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And like we, so it was weird to like have that moment where you're like, whoa, like we've made it. And then from there, I think what was crazy is with wrestling, we're on the road, especially at our time, we were on the road five nights a week and there's no off season. So year, so next thing you know, you're five years in and you're like, oh, I, I should probably like, go see my family or do something. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we did it over a decade. And so for her and I, the grind is so hard and you were going so hard. So sometimes you didn't even realize it because you weren't taking mm. a breath. You weren't like just standing still and being like, whoa. But, yeah, but I mean, I think now and you know, Paris, we've always been in awe of you because one, how you built a brand and you were able to brand yourself like before social media and, and you did it so naturally and organically. And that's one thing, you know, we have a lot of females that come to us and ask us like, you know, how, how did you build the brand that you have? And Brie and I always say like, it has to be or organic and authentic. Yeah. And you, Brie and I always would talk about you um, within each other when we build stuff because you did it so organic and, and you branded these things that were just a part of you and, and what you've created, your empire is absolutely amazing. Thank and then you. on top of it, how you've handled yourself in the spotlight, because Brie and I, what we realized, and you were the first of this, when you're the first woman to pave a road in something and to break barriers and, and to create something that one, the men aren't ready for when you're a force to be reckoned with, you, you just get the hate and Brie and I, we wanted more for the women and we really fought hard for that. Like women deserved more time on TV. We deserve better matches, better storylines. We deserve to be equal to the men. And cause Brie and I were at the forefront of that. We get a lot of hate as well because oh, yeah. <laughs> how dare them stick up for women and fight for women and want better. And you were at the forefront of, you know, women being creating a brand of what men were pretty much only doing at that time. And so it does, it can be hard because sometimes I feel like even though you have this shield and you can deal with all this hate, it, it does get exhausting and always getting dragged and trolled. And, but then it's like, we have this Bella army that I feel like has brought in so much light to us. And then I start to hear all the stories of everyone I've helped or have inspired and empowered. And it's crazy how, when you let more of that light in, how much it can kill the darkness. Mm -hmm. um, because mm -hmm. when you do have a brand worldwide, you know, you, we don't just, hear it from California, you hear it from everywhere. And you have those moments that they make you want to break and make you want to fall. But then you realize what you do has meaning and that you are touching so many more people in the world than the hate, right? That's always the loudest. Um, and I think then that's when you're like, this is how I can overcome it. And, right. you know, I know Paris, you've been through so much and you've touched so many people and Brie and I with our yeah. stuff and it's just it's I think the, it's those people right that keep you going the people so that you inspire motivate yeah I love that thinking about that like letting all the light in and that will take away the darkness because it is hard you know growing yeah. up in this industry and especially you know especially like early 2000s before people were being held accountable for what they said like 
women were just treated so unfairly. And um, I love that times are changing now. Me too. Finally. I, <laughs> I, know. I know. Honestly, it's so crazy. Uh, yeah. It's crazy to think like, you know, at the time you had to just like, it, it was like, okay, I just have to, how, how do I smile this off? Yeah. Like, I'm not allowed to say anything. I just have to smile it off, sit and look pretty and not look affected. And I'm just so happy that we're beyond that, that I can actually put on a bitch face and actually tell you how it is and be like, <laughs> no, right? you can't do that. You can't say that. I love I agree. it. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> yeah. This is Paris. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. 
It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. This is Seven Slitting Questions. Are you girls ready? Yes. Okay. What is your spirit animal and why? Ooh. <laughs> you go. Oh okay, so mine would definitely be a wolf, a she-wolf. <laughs> um, I just love how wolves are mysterious but powerful, and there's something spiritual to them, and it's like they have such a presence. No matter what, when they walk up to something, it's like you just feel like they have meaning. That they, they, There's some purpose or something to them. And so that would be my my spirit animal. Yeah. It's that, that, that mysterious strength they have. And I would say mine would be a bear because- A bear? A bear. They're courageous. Yeah. And I've always t- call myself <laughs> a mama bear. I feel oh, like I'm yeah, a protector. And um, so, like, if I could have the strength and courage of a bear, that's my spirit animal. I like it. All right, next. What's the craziest rumor that you've ever heard about yourself? Oh, I'll let you go first, Nicole, because you get a lot. <laughs> what would be the craziest? Um, I feel like there's so many crazy ones. I know, I can't even think right now. I'm trying to think. Mm. You know, well, I'll never forget this one that there was like, um, you know, when like a lot of times on the Internet, I felt like the first time because my grandmother, I'll never forget getting this call. It would be like Brie Bella nude pics. And like then you click it and there's nothing. It's like me, like just in my wrestling gear, whatever. (laughs) And I'll never forget the phone call I got. My grandmother's like, so my cleaning lady told me you have nude pics on the Internet. And I was like, (laughs) what? And then, of course, it goes to my aunts and everyone. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, no. I'm like, just click the link. It's my wrestling gear. But I remember that's that was one where I like to have to talk to my grandmother about it. I'm like, really? (laughs) Got like you. Right. You know, I guess for me, when I was going through a very public breakup and everyone thought that I would it was um, that we were lying for ratings for our show coming out. And I remember that was everyone. I was like over here with like a broken heart, like, oh, my God, media is so ruthless. Like, why would I lie about that for ratings? So I remember when that whole thing went down, that was like the craziest. Yeah. That and one. I remember like some wrestlers went on podcasts and talked about it, like how I was lying. So maybe that one. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of vultury mm-hmm. a lot of the media and stuff where they just wait until there's some little vulnerability, true or not. And they right. just peck and peck and peck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Clickbait. Yes. People, the media don't want to talk about nice, positive things. They like only to talk about bad things and be mean. But that's just how they are. Clickbait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Yes. Oh, fast answer. 
<laughs> yes. We've I, seen ghosts. And I also feel like I can smell it. Like I can walk into a place and know it's haunted. I know it's haunted. They totally have a smell. Like there's, yeah. yeah. What's the sure. smell? What's the smell? It's like um, it's what old, I think you would like consider mold. old and moldy like, but there's something to it. There's like a <laughs> tang to it. It's like, yeah. Love, you're just describing like every old creepy house and you're like, it's, I know. there's ghosts, you know? guaranteed. But it's like more than that. But, I feel and like, I, feel and like I get the, goosebumps. There's, and, you get goosebumps and there's um, a thickness to the air. Yes. You just know you're not alone. Maybe like the smell is a chilled thickness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. As opposed to saying anything that smells like it's made before 1935 is <laughs> got a bunch of ghosts in it. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a good point. More chance for there to be ghosts if it's been around for multiple generations. Yeah, they don't want to let go. That's do right. you sage your houses like when yes. you oh, yeah. you do? Mm-hmm. Paris, do you sage? I need to do that. I actually did it once, like years ago. My friend is like a sh- a shaman. A sh- what is mm. a female shaman called? A shaman or shaman? Yeah, shaman. Oh, um, oh, a shaman came over. I love and, it. and she did it like years ago. But I need to do it again. So thanks for reminding yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I believe it. Oh yeah, I sage you all do. the time. Yeah, we sage mm-hmm. a lot. It was funny because my son one time in bed, you know, babies they'll just sometimes wake up and do a little baby talk, and but Mateo got up and he was like crying, but he was like putting his arm out and like if he was touching something, and I'm in my I'm like, oh, there's a ghost or something. I thought there was something. I literally ran and got sage and I was saging everything. Like, please go away, oh please go gosh. away. I was so scared and he was just probably like doing it in his sleep but i yeah. was like man so i like literally i feel like sage every like four days so it's really funny <laughs> so we're neighbors right and my husband he doesn't believe in any of this kind of stuff and he oh, came man. home and he walked in the house and he goes so nicole's outside sta- saging her house again <laughs> <laughs> i'm like she's it was well. a full moon i do it on every full moon for sure she's i go like, inside wow. and out yeah with my meditation music and her husband all of a sudden was staring at me and i was doing it and i was like hey brian and he's like like <laughs> the ghosts are just like crossing to the other side of the street when they pass your house because yeah. it smells like so I know, much they're sage. Like this. They're like, yeah, like just yeah. we just want to come in. Let us say it's cold. Yeah, not in me, Casa. <laughs> <laughs> Next sliver. All right. What is your life slogan? Uh, my mom would always say it to me growing up, but live with no regrets because I felt like I always it always made me take that leap of faith and always made me just try things. Even though if I failed, I'm like, I have to do it. So live with no regrets. Yeah. And mine would also be another mama one. Um, Know your definition of success. And so, you know, for me, success always was happiness. So whenever I took a job or whatever I did, as long as that I could get to the point of happiness, um, nothing else had mattered. And any job I go into, I always try to define what, what is it that I want out of this? Wow. That's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's helped a lot. And yeah. mentally, it helps a lot. Well, then mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you guys, what's your definition of success for this stage of each of your lives? Like what you're coming into right now? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because we actually been talking about this because yeah. we do feel like we're going through a transition and we're in going into a new chapter of our lives. And I was kind of like, whoa, I feel like I can kind of create what I want my next chapter to be. And, you know, it's it's along like being happy, but also more simple. Like we say yes to everything. And I have since I've been 
in my early 20s. I'm 38 now, going to be 39. And I'm just like, I want to say no more. And I want just like when I look at all my things that I prioritize and everything, I want that list to be cut in half. I'm tired mm. of having this long list. I, I want it yeah. to be smaller. I, I want to be okay with having a really slow morning. I want to almost live like a European. <laughs> like, do things slower. You do it right. You yeah. know, they are able to have wine every day and it doesn't affect them. And yeah. they just say, with say la vie. But oh, wine, they're taking yeah. naps every day. They're taking naps. Yes, does. Yeah. They give me the shops in. down. Right. <laughs> and mine, yeah, is something simple and how I can become more private has been this next chapter of my life. Because having a son, it's. You know, Brie and I have always been open books and reality stars and all these things. And now that he's in this world, it is crazy how my guard has gone up and everything I do now, I, I think of him and I'm like, I need to be more private and I need to start creating more of a private life because I just, you know, fear for him a lot. And I want him to be as to grow up as normal as he can um, and let him make his choices when he gets older and what it is he wants to do. And so that's kind of been the next chapter. Nice. Paris, what's your definition of success for like, all right, so you just got married. So what would be your definition of success for the marriage? Just to be best friends and have fun and lift up and support each other and be the best teammates and kill it and take the world over together. Mm, <laughs> I love that. That's great. I love yeah. that. Put them in the ring. Let's see Carter and Paris go up against Ooh, another yeah. couple in the WWE. Yeah. I would love I like that. that. Actually, you know what would be cool? Because I think it could be like kind of similar story, but like even take on the McMahons, like the Hiltons versus the McMahons, like oh, Shane and yeah. Stephanie. Um and get your sister involved. <laughs> Nikki would money. never do it. <laughs> yeah, Nikki would be oh like, uh, have her be like the not. manager when she walks out. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just give her the Vince walk. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. That would, that be, would be good. That would be actually, good. to see your mom in a segment with Vince, like telling uh, Vince off would that not just be awesome? I would love that. <laughs> I think Kathy and Vince, if they had one segment together, it would lead to its own reality show. Oh, Just I mean, beyond the sure. odd couple, you know, it would be so good. <laughs> it yeah. would be so good. I would love that. You know what would be great? Your mom can bring them, like, on the housewives and, like, just tell all the other women off. Like, can you imagine having Vince McMahon in your corner, like, cutting promos <laughs> on people? <laughs> That'd be sick. Oh, like, That'd be oh, perfect. Bring them to the dinner parties. Oh, yes. my God, I'd love it. Book yes. it, Vince. <laughs> Book it, right? <laughs> so good. Who's your childhood celebrity crush and your current celebrity crush? So mm. mine was definitely, in middle school, Ethan Hawke. Um, great expectations. I'll never forget mm -hmm. when I saw that, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's Ethan Hawke." Um, and then <laughs> my one now because I was a huge Game of Thrones and Drago. I was like, huge Game of Thrones fan. Yeah, sorry, a huge Game of Thrones fan. So Jason Momoa. Sometimes I look at him. I'm like, yeah, that that's a nice man right there. Oh, funny. So mine growing up was Anthony Kiedis, and yeah, I still think it's Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> it is funny. You, I mean, it rings so true with what you said your types are, too, that yeah. Brie has picked the beefiest man in all of Hollywood, and yeah. you picked the skinniest rock star that yeah. has ever existed. Right? Yeah. 
It is true. And, and actually, when we were younger, I liked the skinny rocker ones, and she liked the beefier jocks. And look at oh, it. Oh, so it switched. It switched. Oh. Well, I mean, and Anthony, too, back in the day, you know, he'd have that long, like, Brad Pitt from Legends of the Fall hair. And, like, <laughs> I thought it was a very toned body, you know, in the Give It Away music video. I just remember actually ah, being great. in, like, fifth grade, very young, like, oh, whoa, I like that. Like, that's what I like. That That's made me feel certain ways. Puberty yeah, early I felt on. tingles. I was like, "All right, <laughs> oh, I think geez. I'm into men. I like I'm this. I'm a woman right. now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm becoming a woman. <laughs> Period yeah. is coming. Yeah. So he's yeah, he's just he's perfect. Oh, great. We'll get, we'll get him on the podcast. We'll let him know. Paris, Please. final slimming question. Okay, which moment in your life would you like to do over the most? Ooh. And it could be for a good reason. Like, you don't have to want to change anything. If you don't want to change something, you just relive it. Oh. So, okay, I just want to relive it because obviously I'm obsessed with my family and like I could imagine a day without them. But I lived in New York City for two years when I turned 27. So I was like 27 to 29. A and, day. Huh? One day you get. I know, one day. So I'm oh, saying okay. that's my time period of like. Okay how I felt. But living in New York during that time, it was like the most amazing time of my life besides having my family. But if I could go back to that, just one day, that era of my life, that would be really fun. That's a good one. I was about to say my labor just because to feel that Who again? wants to relive what? their labor? <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Bree, you're just jealous because he came out of my vagina and yours didn't. I'm not. Um, um, Gosh, what day do I want to relive? Oh my, there's so many. You know, I think one day that I would like to relive is when, so we once in like the lifetime of wrestling so far, we got to have finally an all women's pay-per-view and Ronda Rousey and I main evented it with Brie as well. And it was like historic and, and just what we fought for. And I remember I was going through a lot mentally at that time and like having to hide it. It, it was because I was going through my breakup. And mm. so it was just mentally I was trying to be there so much. And I feel like it was a very emotional time for me. So I would love to relive it now of who I am now and like this clear headspace. Um, because it, it was already an epic moment, but I know that inside I could have, I could be even more epic. You know what I mean? I, I know. agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So evolution. Mm-hmm. I'd relive it and I'd beat Rhonda. I wouldn't lose. I'd actually beat her. <laughs> yeah. Cause I lost. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's unfair. I know. All right. Well, there's always next time. Now we just got to get you guys out of retirement to to do uh, another main event. Hey, if the Hilton show up, then maybe (laughs) the the Bellas will be there. (laughs) Great. Well, speaking of uh, the Hiltons and the Bellas, again, everyone go check out the Bellas podcast uh, because Paris is going over there. They're going to continue the conversation and uh, enjoy. Thank you guys for talking to us. Yeah, Yeah. that was fun. Get better, Hunter. Thanks. I, I'm so sad that it's so apparent in my voice right now. That's okay. But, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll go away. Uh, thank you, guys. Paris, fantastic questions. Yes. I love your slivers. Me too. Thank you, girls. <laughs> this was so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank yes, you. thank you for having us on, and we're excited for you to come on our I podcast. can't wait.
Yes. Thanks for listening to This Is Paris. We love hearing from you. So leave us a review. Send an email to paris at iheartradio.com. Leave a voicemail at 833-87-PARIS. And follow us at This Is Paris Podcast. Bye, babes. Follow Paris at Paris Hilton and follow Hunter March, host of E's Nightly Pop at Hunter March. Hey, guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.